Hello, I'm Boz. And I'm Ben. And this week we'll be talking about a bunch of dopes. Catfishing. The Baby Olympics. And being heavy. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. Do you know what that is? It's our own personal fireworks display. Because <laughs> that's the only ones we're allowed, isn't it? Not allowed it to have normal ones. We are back. Yeah. Back um, my next door neighbours were doing doing one in the night garden, so we really? got a little show. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say in the lounge for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's number a number of ones going off around me. They seem to be coming from all directions around mine. Yeah. So we're just getting this out early for as an excuse for like the bad quality. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All the crackles and the scripples and scrapples. It's not my fault. That's just fireworks. Yeah. Somebody firing fireworks through my window. <laughs> Bloody Balotelli. <laughs> Why always me? <laughs> exactly. Why always me? Mario, leave me alone. <laughs> Let's look at some sports headlines, shall we? Did you see about the Man United result last night? I yeah, did. You did, and they got smashed. They didn't get smashed. It was 2-1 against Istanbul Basak Sehir, a team that no one's ever heard of before. They've been in the Champions League before. Have they? I thought this was yeah. their first ever year. Oh, okay, maybe Europa League. Yeah, I think. I've yeah. heard of them, though. Have you? Big big team, the, big the players. Mighty, the mighty Bahasak, however you say it, that one. Denver, Denver Bar. Yeah, scored a cracker, didn't he? Raphael. <laughs> Raphael was playing right back. Did you see yeah. Denver Bar's goal? I haven't seen it. I've read about it's it. It's an though. absolute <laughs> shocker. You've, like It's proper park football. It's horrendous. Rush goalie, isn't it? <laughs> playing rush goalie. <laughs> Matic, you see Matic look around and go, oh, bugger. <laughs> He's like 20 metres <laughs> away from him. And Demovar just runs through on his own and scores. It's ridiculous. But it was nice to see Raphael though, wasn't it? There, there's an article on BBC about why he was a about club legend absolute at legends, uh, United. Yeah. And the reasons they stated were because he couldn't defend. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Fabian Bartes, isn't he? Yeah. Club legend despite being rubbish. I really, I thought he was actually really good. Oh, I loved Raphael going as well. forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because he was no good at a defendant, and because he loved to fight, <laughs> <laughs> like Rokin, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a sort of golden era, wasn't it, with him and Valencia ahead of him, and then yeah, you'd always so see good. Valencia just like hanging in behind him, <laughs> Raphael at right yeah. back, just streaming past him, and Valencia's just like. <laughs> Fine, I'll defend then, shall I? And then he and then eventually became right back. <laughs> he ended up being the right back. He did it so much for Raphael that he got relegated to that position. Uh, it was funny. <laughs> did you see about uh, old Rafa Nadal getting his thousandth win in the ATP tour? No. Yeah, this was only yesterday. Um, Nadal uh, beat Feliciano Lopez. Uh, I didn't write down the tournament. Actually, I don't know what tournament 
what's going on at the moment in the tennis. I haven't really been following tennis, to be honest, apart from... Sure, it'd be stopped soon anyway. Almost certainly. Um, but yeah, he won his 1,000th win. We talked about Federer getting his 1,000th win some time ago, I think, didn't we? Yeah, um, I think so. He's now on one two four two Federer, so he's won a lot of games since since wow. we talked about it. Because I'm sure we talked about Federer getting it. And we've only been doing this show for two years, so he's won a lot in that time. Yeah. It surprises yeah. me quite a bit, because he's been out with injury quite a bit, Federer. I thought he'd only really played slams in that time, but apparently not. And he's won a load. Um, he's only, Federer is only 32 behind Jimmy Connors' all-time record. Wow. I, he should beat that then. I think. You'd hope so. Um, Even just playing part-time. Yeah, I mean, he is very much part-time at the moment, isn't he? He's out with injury again. Like, Did he have surgery? I think he took the advantage yeah, I think he did. of lockdown having surgery, didn't he? So um, hopefully he will be back if tennis ever starts up properly. I don't know what's... I, apparently there's an ATP Tour event going on. I don't know what it is, but apparently there is one. So I guess there's still tennis around in yeah. the world. But if not, I'm sure Djokovic will do his own... like. <laughs> yeah event where you have to lick each other before and after yeah and federal just turn up and not do any of that and win it so just get loads of buys (laughs) to get the record (laughs) did you hear about uh mamadou sacco did you put do you see this one no i don't think so so this was almost down as funny story because i think it is quite funny this one um this is about Mohamedou, uh, Mohamedou Sacco, who I think plays. Like, I think he's contracted to Liverpool, but plays for Palace. Is that the right way around? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, so he, in 2016, was banned for doping. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. He was banned for taking higenamine, which is apparently a fat-burning compound. Um, mm-hmm. But what I thought was funny, not the fact that he was doping, but the fact that that turned out, so he was stopped for doping in 2016, uh, but that turned out not to be a, a banned substance. You're allowed to take higenamine in 2016. Do what you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, apart from Sacco. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Like, he was the only person ever stopped for higenamine before they actually made it illegal in 2017. Did he, did he like, in 2016, did he try and argue this? So, or did he just go, oh, that, all right then, probably not allowed i don't well, know <laughs> when it comes to wada i don't think you have any choice do you wada just they come down hard on you no matter what you've done and no you can you can you can appeal can't you, you can yeah you can appeal but i think you get banned either way even if you're appealing i think you get banned, uh, you get banned. Right, during the appeals process yeah, but surely the appeals so. process should have taken about as long as it takes to read a list <laughs> you would think so wouldn't you you'd think it would have got to that stage <laughs> Just do a control F. Again, <laughs> <laughs> I'm spelling it wrong. I can't remember how to spell it. <laughs> it's got to be on it. Four years later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they added it to the prohibited list in 2017 on the back of this somewhat. Um, but Sacco has been suing Wada for the last four years yes. and has finally got damages. He's managed to uh, get a lot of damages as well, apparently. Substantial is what the article said. Well, yeah, if it's for his, like, his fee, his, his uh, whatever his match fee is or whatever. Yeah, well... That's that's huge. Wada can't afford that. <laughs> exactly. Well, it caused him to miss the 2016 Europa League final, which is... Oh, it's a big old bonus. Pretty so. bad. But apparently he said it, it th- he also thought it made him miss the France squad for Euro 2016. Would that have been? Euro? World Cup? 
would have been Euros, right? 2016. Euros. Yeah. So yeah, he missed apparently missed the France squad because of this, um, because it sort of tarnished his name. So and they won it, didn't they? Is that the one they won? Or was that Portugal? They won the World Cup, didn't they? France. They won the World Cup in eighteen. I think yeah, I think Portugal won the Euro yeah. in sixteen. Yeah. But anyway, it still caused him to miss an international squad. So it is going to be fairly significant damages to have been paid. <laughs> what I really liked was that not only did they pay out so the the statement now has said, Wada has apologized and agreed to pay a substantial sum by way of compensation and not to repeat the allegations. I love that final <laughs> little clause. <laughs> why why is that in there? <laughs> Oh, we're going to pay you a load of money, but we still think you're a doper. So, more importantly, we won't say that you were doping on that in 2016 again. <laughs> yeah. Again, you're we welcome. won't do it again. <laughs> Are we such a nice lot of people? <laughs> Why is that even in there? It's stupid. <laughs> Did you see about McKenna Miller? Have you heard of this lady? No. Uh, it's spelt funny, so you might that might not be pronouncing it right. McKenna Myler, possibly. Um, she's a 28-year-old runner from California, and she recently ran a mile in five minutes and 25 seconds. Do you know why it was interesting that she did this? No. She, at the time of running this, was one week before her due date in her pregnancy. She was about <laughs> 37 weeks pregnant. <laughs> And massive. <laughs> Genuinely massive, yeah. She is, like, properly pregnant. <laughs> there's pregnant, and then there's properly pregnant, and she was properly pregnant. Did she run it, or more like space hopper it? She, I, so, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> it was very impressive, I thought. Like she, that is. I've seen the video of it. and it, So, her husband bet her that she couldn't run uh, under eight-minute mile, and she ran it in 5.25, so absolutely what? smashed it. Apparently, the average mile uh, for a female athlete, or for, for a female in general, surely not for a female athlete, is 10 minutes, 10 minutes and 40 seconds. So she pretty much yeah. halved the average. Do you reckon that's for a female athlete or just for a female Probably just for Probably just for a female full stop. Yeah. I know... Uh, a female athlete hasn't broken the four-minute mile yet. Really? Yeah. So five five minutes must be like quite high-end athlete. It sounds pretty elite. Yeah. I don't think she is an elite runner, but she sounds like she could be. Um, because well, is... once she drops this baby off, <laughs> exactly. Imagine how much weight she's going to lose? Three minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she could. She could get a four-minute mile. I'm backing her for it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about Mesut Ozil paying for the little kiddies? Did yes. Yeah. So Mesut Ozil, we've talked about him a couple of a couple of times recently. We certainly talked about him when he was paying for Gunnosaurus. Yeah. Um, so I was doing a bit more reading about Mesut Ozil about. Um, we might have talked about him when he refused his wage reduction as well when Arsenal were cutting all the wages. Yeah. He refused to have his wage cut. Um, and he was portrayed in the press as being like an absolute bastard for that. And why aren't you trying to save this long-standing club and everything? But he, so the reason he declined that uh, wage cut was because he wanted to see Arsenal's books to show that they'd made any sorts of losses 
based on COVID to see that they'd lost any revenue. They refused to show him any proof at all really? that they'd lost any revenue. So he said, well, I'm not going to then. And <laughs> they also, he was following FA, what's the, the players, the players thing. Uh, the players yeah. union fa pfa or P- pfa yeah that's right yeah. Isn't it? he was following their advice like their their advice blanket advice was don't accept any pay cuts um and he also said if if they could prove that they were losing money he would take a significantly more of a pay cut than he was being asked to take um yeah so it seems like he was portrayed in quite a quite a negative light uh, on the back of yeah. that <laughs> um but you read about all the other stuff he's been doing he's been doing he does so much charity stuff um, he does yeah for, he, he is on 350k a week so he's got a fair bit to play with but he does like <laughs> it constantly seems to be using that for good like there was a thing about him paying 80 grand towards somebody's court case and like paying for uh, meals in refugee camps uh, like yeah. around the world as well he doesn't just do it in germany or in the uk it's just like constantly when he his uh fee for winning the world cup i think it was when germany won the world cup i don't know when that was 2014 is that right when it was in yeah. brazil um apparently he donated his whole uh, purse for winning the world cup to the brazilian hospitality industry because they, wow. they looked after him so well so i just thought like Everything you hear about him, he just seems to be better and better. Um, and this, yeah, so this this current story is that he's been paying for 1,400 school meals per day in Islington on the back of Marcus Rashford's uh, unsuccessful uh, push. To Campaign, the, yeah. yeah to push to get the government to pay for him instead. MS has been paying for him at the moment instead. So that's nice, isn't it? Nice for yeah. to do. Uh, apparently he's been paying for meals in charity meals and shelters since March, since Corona started as well um, in the area. And now he started paying for school meals as well. Does he get, does he get a say in what, what the meal is? What do you think? What do you think Mesut's Ooh. top, top meal would uh, be? I reckon meatballs. Cause they remind him of his eyes just bulging. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's what everybody wants to look at. Final headline of the week. Did you hear about Reese Osterberg? Have you heard this one? No. So I've Reece not Oster- heard any of them. <laughs> no, you haven't, have you? You've not been on the post. <laughs> You've been too busy listening to your work colleagues min- were moaning at you. Um, this is a story about Reese Osterberg, a nine-year-old little baseball fan in America. Um, she is a big baseball fan. Was starting a, a baseball card collection, which is quite a common thing for a baseball fan. Uh, and sadly, lost her house in a wildfire. Um, you know they've been having all these wildfires in California uh, at the moment. So unfortunately, yeah, her house was one of the ones that was in the path of one of the wildfires. And uh, obviously, her baseball card collection was in the house. So. Uh, after this the firefighters sort of put out an appeal saying that can anyone help like the, all these people who've been uh hurt in this in this time and kevin ashford a uh, little guy from san jose i don't know why i said little that was a bit mean to him really he's <laughs> <laughs> just a regular guy <laughs> kevin ashford well, we don't know that to be fair i've seen him on a picture he's not that little <laughs> Um, he was a long-time baseball card collector living in San Jose. Um, had a 25,000-card collection in his garage. And has donated Why? the whole lot to Reese Osterberg. Wow. Which is real nice, isn't it? What's he going to do now, though? Like, 
so she there's, there's she, no more to collect well Pokemon, this is the, done it got them all yeah, that's true collected <laughs> them all well like with, with baseball cards there's always gonna be more isn't there because there's always new new players yeah. and stuff so um but i think she's gonna keep some she's got one favorite player i didn't write down his name but he's the catcher for the giants for the san francisco giants um so she, she said one of her dreams is to play baseball with the catcher. Um, so she's going to keep the cards of him and like a few others. And then she yes. says she wants to share all the rest around with other people who've lost their houses and stuff in the wildfires. Nice. So it was really Built, nice. It's probably enough to build a house with. That's true. But you know what they say about houses of cards? Don't hire Kevin Spacey for them. So... <laughs> <laughs> Backseat Coaches presents WWE Bracket S. You've got some stupid names. <laughs> I've got some stupid names. It's time for WWE. <laughs> it is time for WWE, isn't it? Do you want me to do my names first? You're going to do your names? Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Because there's a good chance we might have the same thing. Oh, I think we might do, yeah. So I've gone for an election, a US oh, election theme. We don't have the same theme. That's good. Excellent. So you can be Donald Thump. Good. Yeah. I, I don't want to be that, but good. No, nobody does. <laughs> no one does. Uh, you can be Joe Good Biden. That's quite good. <laughs> it's quite a nice thing to say as well. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite polite, even after you've thrashed somebody. Um, or you can be. Pectoral votes. <laughs> it's a thinker. <laughs> it is. Okay, well, because of that, I'm going to be good Joe Goodbyden because <laughs> the other one's too complicated. Also, I do like the fact that he says goodbye. I think that was very nice. Yeah. I think more wrestlers should subscribe to that. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> no, goodbye. You've got to specifically say goodbye. <laughs> It's so polite. Um, given that it's bonfire night, you've got a bonfire night theme. That's what I thought you were oh, going to go for. This could be anything. This it could be anything. Good. Uh, so you can be the whoosh banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can be the narkin cake. Do you get narkin. that one? Yeah, like parking. No. You ever had parking? No. It's like a. I mean, very... I do it often. I drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a type of cake. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> sticky cake that you get at, at Halloween, I think. Oh, Apparently. no, I had it. Yeah, it might be a northern thing. Not certain, maybe. Uh, or you can be... Uh, really sticky and sugary, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> That does sound like me. I mean, northern thing. <laughs> or you can be sobbing for apples. <laughs> Please, just give me some apples. <laughs> I just want apples. <laughs> I just want my apples. <laughs> Um, I can't remember them now. Well, what did I say? Narkin cake. <laughs> I'll put it away. You can be the whoosh banger, narkin cake, or sobbing for apples. I'll be a uh, whoosh banger. You're going to be the whoosh banger? Whoosh banger, yeah. Okay, I do think that about you. You are a bit of a whoosh banger. <laughs> <laughs> Come on then, whoosh or banger, whichever one you want to be called. <laughs> you can be called banger from now on. <laughs> Banger's actually Sounds quite like... a good name. <laughs> Sounds like something out of BFG. Yeah, the whoosh banger. It's a whoosh banger. <laughs> Go on, um, banger. What you got for me? So this week we've got a sport that sounds a lot more fun than I think it actually is. Okay. 
We're going for a spot of noodling. Noodling. Where have noodling. I heard noodling before? Wait, is it noodling? Noodle like a noodle? New. It's so it's spelled noodling as opposed to noodling. Okay, noodling or something. Noodling. Where is it from? USA. Oh, okay. Sport of noodling. Yeah. All right. So this is the sport of fishing for catfish with your bare hands. Well, oh, this was on a podcast I listened to the other day. <laughs> That's how I've heard of it. Of it I, just, I just remembered where it's from. Yeah. I've, yeah, I literally listened to a whole show about this, so I can probably tell you about it. I can't. I've never listened <laughs> properly to podcasts. <laughs> I was like half listening. I did was not know that was how you spelt it, though. Yep. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, practice primarily in the southern states of the US. Mm-hmm. The term can be applied to all hand fishing, but is most commonly known for flathead catfish fishing. Okay. Flathead catfish. Which bit of the head is flat? The front bit? Like the top of it. No, the top of no, it. the top of it. The yeah. top of the head. Okay. Oh, uh, because their eyes are like, like a... split out, aren't they? I well, think... They're like tiny little eyes at the front of their head. Oh, are they? Are they the ones with like the whiskers? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I can yeah. picture them. Yeah. They're quite vicious to my and understanding. They've big. got big old teeth, yeah. big old mouths. Yeah. Um, for that reason, for safety conf- concerns for noodlers, it is illegal in most states. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's it's only legal in like 14 or 15 states. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there is some states where you can do it. Yes. When you said most states, I thought you were like, it's only legal in Alaska where there's no catfish. So <laughs> good luck to you. Um, so catfish are t- chosen, and this is why noodling is primarily um, catching catfish, mm-hmm. because they dig holes in like the bottom of the lake bed yeah and so they go find these holes yeah and once they find the holes the noodler sticks their arm in in the hole yep hoping for the catfish to bite it and then you pull it up yeah this is what i remember hearing and it's nuts like yep so they they like so yeah they they want they want it to get as far up their arm as possible, don't they? So, that so they don't it's lose it. It's yeah. easier to, to grab up. And then when it, when they get inside its mouth, they like hook through its gills, don't they? This is what yes. I remember hearing. If, it, if it's a particularly big uh, Oh, they only do that on the big ones, do they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, typical weight, though, is 18 kilograms. Oh. That's a big old fish. <laughs> That's really heavy. Oh, <laughs> wait, how much is that in stone? What is, oh, is it like two pounds per st- per kilogram? That's about right, isn't it? So eighteen thirty six pounds. That's two stone, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, that's like three babies. <laughs> <laughs> that's real heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not a lot of like, uh, footage of catfishing. 
Um, not a lot of like, uh, it's not an ESPN and the like. No, I can't imagine it is if it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but a 2001 documentary highlighted the fact that there is no competitive noodling events. So the documentary itself spawned the first annual Oki noodling tournament in Pools Valley, Oklahoma. Oh my God. And what? And is held there annually ever since. That's bad. <laughs> Do you reckon those <laughs> documentary makers feel good about themselves or bad about themselves after that? I don't know. <laughs> it, it was it was a local um, like documentary maker, so I think. Uh, so he was trying to put it on the map, and now yeah. there's a competition. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's quite happy about the fact. Fair enough. And unsurprisingly, it is the biggest North American hand fishing tournament. That is that is not surprising in the slightest. I'm quite no. surprised. <laughs> I'll be surprised if there's any other hand fishing tournament <laughs> in the America world. Is only hand fishing yeah. tournament. But they get like I couldn't see recent figures, but in 2008 they had like uh, over 100 participants, oh, like 120 man. participants. And so, how do they? What is it? Do they all do it in the same place? Do they live in lakes or rivers? uh both i think okay so they're just um, going one big lake and do it there no so from the start of the tournament you have 24 hours to catch three fish okay in oklahoma oklahoma is a state isn't it yeah yeah that's a lot of space then okay so people will like spend a lot of that time driving around looking for an undiscovered noodling location to uh, begin noodling. Yeah, so do they always dig holes in the same place? Wait, do they keep the fish or do they put them back? So you have, you've got 24 hours to catch three fish. Mm -hmm. um, they have to be, uh, they must be alive for judging. So you have to return them you return, so you go anywhere in Oklahoma yeah. and you get your three fish. They, and then you return to Pools Valley for judging and they must be alive for right. judging. So you put them in some water to take them. So, yeah, in like a big old container. Do you reckon the fish, like, they have to be able to swim, right? Is that like, is it just sharks or is that fish in general? Do they have to actually be able to move? to get any oxygen over their gills. That's fish in general, right? Uh, I don't know, because if it sounds like they, oh, they can, like, when the catfish dig gills. these holes, yeah. they, they will sit in them to protect, their, to protect their eggs. Yeah, maybe it's just they're sharks just that, can only, that can only breathe in the game. Because they like flap their gills, don't they, fish? Like little, yeah. You see little goldfish like flapping their gills. Yeah, so they must be able to stay still. Okay, so you could just put... If you if all you're doing is keeping it alive for the competition, you could just put it in the same size vat of it, yeah, just to keep yeah. it alive and then eat it. Do you reckon they do eat them? Is it like is it? I assume uh, for eating at some point it was. It is up to the contestants as to what they do with their fish. Okay, but they are eaten like catfish are eaten. It is a yeah yeah. It's a like dish. a delicacy, isn't it? In the Mississippi catfish, I remember. Is it Mississippi? Somewhere. Cat, catfish is like fancy down there. Yeah. In the deep south. Um, 
There are both natural and scuba noodling divisions at this tournament. I like the word natural. That's good. (laughs) Nothing's more natural than putting your arm in a fish's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And scuba is putting a a scuba diving thing in a fish's mouth. Yeah, yeah. You still do it with your hand, but... Um, so yeah, the scuba divers can go deeper and yeah. find bigger fish. So they have a separate division. Really? They're, because they've just got more to choose from or the bigger fish live deeper? I think the bigger fish live deeper okay. is the impression I got. Yeah, I guess the better places to live would be deeper. So the bigger the fish, they'd be able to fight for those better positions. And then yeah. all, all the shit ones have to live up in the shallows where they can just be hooked out of the water by any old idiot. By any person, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So when, you, when you're driving around looking for your, your noodling spot, there is a gentleman's agreement to not noodle where someone is already noodling. Oh, well, I knew that. You never noodle on somebody else's noodle. No, you can't noodle a noodle. <laughs> no, can't noodle a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> um nobody's quite sure of the origins of the name for this sport yeah i can't i can't think well so you say it's nude so n-u-d-e-l-i-n-g-n-o-o-d n-o-o-d noodling i can't i can't think of anything like so some people have suggested wrestling slippery squirming fish is like trying to grasp a wet noodle okay a bit like the eel one that i talked about on the, yeah. the other podcast we did um others suggest to to get the catfish to bite your arm you have to wiggle your fingers like spaghetti or like noodles ah oh, i like that i really like that because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah they look a bit like worms right yeah. No noodly worms. Um, somebody else has suggested it's because to do this, you have to be off your noodle. <laughs> I agree with that one for sure. And potentially, um, maybe it's just a coincidence that a dictionary definition for of noodle is simpleton. <laughs> a dictionary <laughs> definition is? I've never yeah. heard that before. So you can just well, call someone a noodle. Because you're a great noodle. <laughs> you're a great noodle. You, you're a great noodle. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that before. No, but I love it. I'm using it from now on for sure. Yeah. People won't know what I mean either. My my new sport of noodling is calling people a noodle and running yeah, away. Yeah, that's a much better sport. <laughs> like knock a door run. <laughs> knock a noodle run. <laughs> you're not supposed to knock him over. <laughs> Backseat Coaches presents WWE Brackets S So, on the back of the McKenna-Miller story McKenna-Miller, not sure how to say it still um, Of her running when she was pregnant I thought I'd bring you a game this week about pregnant athletes So we're going to play a game of What to win when you're expecting you're bringing new life into the world, and that's a beautiful thing. But sports can still be on the cards. Here's what to win when you're expecting. 
It's all right, isn't it? Not a bad title. I came yes. up with it all on my own. I came up with that. Didn't even ask you to help. <laughs> <laughs> so I have seven questions about famous uh, sporting events or athletes when they were pregnant. Um, question one. American runner Alyssa Montano ran the 800 metres at the US Track and Field Championships in 2014 and finished just 35 seconds slower than her personal best. But how many weeks pregnant was she at the time? Is it A, 12, B, 25, or C, 34? And I can translate those into months if that helps you. <laughs> so it'll either be three, six, or eight months, basically. What what event was this? Uh, it was the 800 metres at the US Track and Field Champs in 2014. 35 seconds slower. Yep, than her personal best. And she was a professional runner at the time. I'll give you that. So her personal best was pretty good. I feel like 35 seconds in that case is quite a bit slower. I mean, yeah. if, if, you weren't, if you weren't pregnant... You'd be like thirty-five seconds yes. is a hell of a lot slower. That's than true, actually. Yeah, best. in in professional racing, thirty-five seconds is the difference between first and last. I would think. Oh, easily a lot yeah. of the time over eight hundred meters. Yeah, oh yeah, I would agree. So I'm gonna say quite heavily pregnant. So I'm gonna say so because of that, I'm gonna rule out A mm-hmm. and B or C. Yeah. 25 or 34 weeks? No, oh, I'm, I'm going to go 25. You're going to go B, 25 weeks? Yeah. You are wrong. It is C, 34 weeks. She was eight months pregnant at the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Alicia Montano is well known because she, later in her life, in about 2019, um, she was she wasn't necessarily like the leader of the campaign but she was like the figurehead of the campaign um which led to Nike giving maternity pay to their sponsees um before that Nike, really yeah before that Nike uh had never given any maternity pay if you they treated maternity as an illness um effectively not yeah they didn't say that but that was they treated it in the same way as if you go off ill you get no pay from your sponsorship and the same yeah. is true as when they went off uh for maternity so since 2019 i think they've given 18 months worth of payments as soon as you go off for maternity pay that's like crazy to have been able to push for that that's really good it is impressive yeah Uh, like yeah i don't think like i say i don't think she was necessarily the spearhead of it but it was her maltreatment by nike that led to the the revision of nike's um policies shall we say because even like uh gb athletes aren't classed as employees of uh sport uk sport uk or or like sport of england yeah that their 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 contracts don't actually can't yeah they don't class them as employees Mm. and so because of it they don't get like six sick pay and really things like that yeah so I that's, always, that's like a body, not just some yeah. sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like. Uh, I do wonder 
whether that's the case in America. Like obviously, America are they're not a great place for maternity pay in general, are they? In America, yeah. no matter what job you do, maternity pay is fairly poor and sick pay the same, and holiday days also very poorly. They they are not yeah. good for workers' <laughs> rights in general. So it is. I do think it's pretty impressive, and I guess the problem with like Nike only sponsor the very top athletes, don't they? Yeah. So only the very top athletes are getting this protection. Um, yeah. It seems. So hopefully it's going. It's causing a change in the marketplace. I don't know, but certainly Nike have changed their policy on the back of it. Anyway, question two: American beach volleyball player Kerry Walsh Jennings won which medal at the London Olympics whilst five weeks pregnant with her third child? Is it gold, silver, or bronze? Where is she from? She is American. Uh, yeah, so I said it was at London Olympics 2012. I watched some of the volleyball, but I didn't watch any beach volleyball at 2012. I watched some of the indoor uh, volleyball. I watched, I watched a little bit of everything. Yeah, oh, I mean, on the telly, I watched loads, like everything, but I actually saw some of the real, real volleyball live. <laughs> it was good. Um, USA, gold or silver in it. Gotta be, surely. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, God. But it's beach volleyball. Surely, yeah, there's but... loads of be- loads of beaches in America. Yeah, I suppose, but they're not. Think... Yeah, true. Yeah, Brazil are like Brazil are like favourites. Brazil are big in volleyball in general, aren't they? They, I saw both the women and the men at indoor volleyball, and they were insane. The Brazilians. Yeah. So good. Oh, this one's tough. Um. I'm gonna say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of silver. A, silver. It, you're going silver. You're going B silver. Okay, silver. You should have gone with your first instinct. It was gold. <laughs> of course, it was gold. She's American. Loads of beaches in America. Uh. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she um, she wasn't aware that she was pregnant at the time, and she said it explained why she was moody all the time, which I'm sure her partner it might very have much done. enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, she's American after all, so she's probably just angry, <laughs> just real angry all the time. Yeah, she won gold medal, which is pretty impressive. Question three: Nur Suryani Taibi, the first Malaysian Olympian sharpshooter, sorry, first female Malaysian Olympian sharpshooter also holds which of these titles? She was the only Olympian to give birth in the Olympic Park. Was she the most pregnant Olympian ever? Or was she (laughs) the only Olympian to be allowed to postpone their participation due to morning sickness? Which of those is true? When you say most pregnant Olympian ever? Yeah. Had the most pregnancies? I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> she was the most pregnant, mate. <laughs> I just, you just look at her, she's like, she's so pregnant. Oh, my word. But look at this. She's one pregnant. Yeah. She's two pregnant. Nursuriani, she's most pregnant. <laughs> no, she was the furthest along in her term, is what that would mean. Most pregnant. Mm-hmm. Which Olympics did she give birth at? Uh, it was at the 2012 Olympics again in the UK, in Britain. I didn't hear about these. No. Mm. 
I, th- I thought they would have made a thing about this mm. if it had happened. I mean, one of these things happened. Yeah. So you'd hope you would have heard about any of them, wouldn't you, really? That's true, yeah. Although sharpshooting is not like one of the... It's not one of the big events, is it? No. Although we did, we won something at sharpshooting, didn't we? Not sharpshooting. We won one of the shooting events, though, didn't we? The... At 2012. Traps. The um, clay pigeon shooting. Yeah. They got, there's a lot That's... of different shooting events, isn't there, at the Olympics? Yeah, there's, there's a lot. <clears throat> but we won one of them. And it was like a yeah. massive shock. He wasn't, yeah. wasn't expected to win. It's a really young lad. Yeah. I remember watching him. It was awesome. I don't think he missed a shot, did he? He missed one shot in the whole final. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, I'm going to go B. You think she was the most, most pregnant? Most pregnant. <laughs> the most pregnant, bruv, you reckon? Yeah. And you are correct. She was. She was <laughs> the most pregnant. Um, she was eight months pregnant at the 2012 Olympics. So and therefore took the well, that's, most pregnant Olympian. But then she could rest her arm on her belly. This is or... what I thought. I was trying to think of an answer <laughs> where <laughs> to try and work out like maybe the baby would pull the trigger or something. I don't know. Something like. That. <laughs> I couldn't think of a way to do it. She um, she won bronze at the 2014 Commonwealth Games and has won two Asian Games medals, including a silver in 2014. Mm-hmm. So she is a very good uh, female athlete. Um, question four Brazilian Kimberly Novais Novais I think um, competed in which of these sports when she was unwittingly 12 weeks pregnant is it A MMA is it B ice hockey or is it C roller derby derby. all all of them are ridiculous choices (laughs) when you're (laughs) pregnant yep (laughs) (laughs) Um, is roller derby a real sport? I was I don't know, when I put this question in, I was not sure. Do you reckon roller derby is a sport? Yeah, it is. I don't actually know what you do in roller derby. Is is it? There's a film about so, it, isn't there? Like you roll around is, in a circle. Yeah. So essentially, you've got a main person on each team, right? And they have oh, to do yeah. as many laps yeah. of the course as possible. The other people on the team block like protect them, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, protect them and block the other the opponent's equivalent. Yeah. From doing laps. Yeah. So they form just a barrier. Yeah. And so, it's full contact, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you have two people on the course who are good at skating and two people <laughs> and the rest who are good at standing <laughs> still on skates. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually sounds like quite a fun sport. Not to play, but to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. A bit like um, NASCAR. It's all about the collisions. You're not really bothered about them actually yes. going around in a yeah. circle. Yeah. No, nobody's coming. No. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Who won? Don't know. Did they get bad? Yes, that's what matters. <laughs> so, where was this person from again? Uh, she was Brazilian, Kimberly Novaish. I don't. I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say roller derby is particularly popular in Brazil. No, I don't know why. I've got no evidence for that. <laughs> but that's that's my gut. But but you're saying it anyway. You're like Donald Trump. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, yeah, you can you can uh, put a little warning on my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I do. <laughs> Just for myself. <laughs> Misleading evidence about roller derby. <laughs> he said it's not popular in Brazil. No one knows if it's popular in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows if it's popular at all. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, rule- I'm ruling out roller derby. Mm-hmm. It has been rolled out. Yeah. Good. That was real good. Well done, you. Um. What was the first one? Uh, MMA. MMA or ice hockey? The other two. MMA is more popular in Brazil for sure than roller derby. Yeah, definitely. More and ice hockey. Facts. <laughs> well, there's no ice, so it's got to be more popular. <laughs> possibly, possibly not. Who knows? I'm gonna say. UFC then yeah. logic it out you reckon it was dumb, yeah. uh, MMA and if I'm right then everything I've said is true <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't subscribe to that but you are right so. <laughs> <laughs> yes it was MMA she is an MMA fighter uh, she was 12 weeks pregnant when she had a fight with didn't see couldn't, I forgot to write it down um, but she had a fight it was a title fight a title fight in <laughs> Brazil and she won it yeah nice she absolutely smashed it and she didn't realize that she was pregnant until she tried to lose weight for her next fight after that and found out i just couldn't lose any weight literally could not lose any weight yeah (laughs) she said she like she cut all her diet out she was taking laxatives she was trying anything to lose this weight and she could not and eventually she had to go to a doctor and he was like yeah you are 23 weeks pregnant woman oh that's real dangerous yeah apparently don't don't do that people no well i mean (laughs) So apparently in UFC, you have to take a pregnancy test as a female fighter before every single fight to make sure yeah. that this doesn't happen. Um, because obviously it's a risk. Like, so apparently, yeah. particularly fighters or particularly women with like strong cores, um, it doesn't show. Like Your pregnancy doesn't show yeah. for a long time um, because all the muscle just hides the the baby inside yeah. it it's, so it's the baby is better protected because it's covered in like a layer of muscle rather than yeah. just a layer of fat that would be there normally but still uh it's not great <laughs> so definitely <laughs> don't be doing mma fighting yeah so in the fight there is a lot of footage of her getting kicked in the abdomen like multiple times in the fight as you would in an <laughs> mma fight that is what happens yeah. um but he was fine her son was fine so all worked out well in the end but yeah yeah in the ufc and i think in most mma now now female fighters have to do a pregnancy test before the fight to ensure Mm. that this doesn't happen again so you got that right you're two from four so far doing well there's seven questions you only need how many more three two three you need one more and you'd be better than average so just try hard. Try real hard for the next three questions. <laughs> right, okay, I'll try, I'll try hard for these I can ones. tell you've not really ones. been trying so far. <laughs> Question five. Seven months pregnant, UK golfer Liz Young competed in the 26, uh, 2016 Women's British Open. But how did she score in the first round? Was it, did she get one under, one over, or seven over? One under, one over, or seven over? Yep. Seven months. Oh, so you'd be showing that, but that'd be hard. She was really showing. I can tell you that. Those. <laughs> she did not have the super strong core that Kimberly Nova. She had, she had a big old belly on her. 
not not before, but when she when she was playing pregnant, she was she had a big old baby in there. Um, it would be really hard, wouldn't it, to swing a golf club? Yeah, like, well, I mean, I struggle anyway, but yeah, it's, that's not because of my belly. <laughs> it is for me, but still, uh, yeah, like that is exactly where the club wants to go is into your sort of belly yeah. area. So you'd have to completely adjust your whole game, yeah, to play. Yeah, so really... I'm gonna go. Oh, I don't know. Any one of these is really good. Yeah, to, like just to be competing at an international. Uh, well, yeah, it's an international level. It was the w- women's British Open, which is like the biggest. Well, one of the biggest tournaments on the women's tour. So yeah, she was competing at a very high level. She was 269th in the world at the time. I'll tell you that she only managed to really? get in. Yeah, she managed to get in because she won a. Uh, uh, qualifier tournament just a couple of weeks before she was not planning oh. on playing the open so pregnancies worked out well for her could be she well yeah she certainly played better when she was pregnant i guess because she won a tournament so yeah so i'm gonna say then based on that mm. oh i don't know one over <laughs> didn't help did it no <laughs> it just makes it worse i'm gonna go one over You're going from b one over b and you are correct. It was one over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I couldn't find out how she did in the later rounds, whether she pulled out or what. I don't know, but th- I could only find her first round score, and it was one over, which is very impressive. Had a baby between rounds and just absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then would really shit afterwards. It was all the baby. That was all it was. <laughs> yeah, she so was two hundred sixty ninth in the world and managed to to get to the British Open and her husband caddied for her around the course which I thought was very nice I don't know if he was a regular caddy or not but he certainly caddied for her at the Open should have been a midwife really (laughs) just in case uh, I'm part time caddy part time doula so (laughs) Uh, the quote that she gave after the 2016 Open was at the moment I'm just taking it one shot at a time uh, which is what I normally do but even more so now with the bump how can you take it any more one shot at a time? <laughs> more than one shot. <laughs> Half a shot at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive though, nonetheless. Question six. Canadian curler Christy Moore was only the third Winter Olympian to compete pregnant when she competed in 2010, um, coming in as a late replacement and helping the team to silver. But which of these is true? She was exempt from sweeping duties and only threw the stones. Is it B, she named her son Rocky after the curling stones? Or is it C, the team used to rub her belly for luck? (laughs) This one sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it was earlier than that when we won. Rona Martin and that that was early 2000s wasn't it I probably would I have watched this one this was the Olympics were in Vancouver this year this 2010 year so I don't know if I would have watched it because it would have been a funny time of day probably wouldn't it it would have been it might have been one of those funny highlights at BBC they often do like a funny round yeah possible yeah that's true I love the Winter Olympics yeah it's among my favorite events and so many sports you just don't yeah. get to see very often. Yeah. 
they can't find or they're just not televised. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because we're not we're not good at them, so they wouldn't be on in this country. Like they don't <laughs> put them on in this country. No. But yeah, like in them um, in the last Winter Olympics when they had the what was it, Chris Woods, Chris Woods, James Woods, the skiing yeah. guy, yeah, and he was doing all the commentary. I thought it was real good. It was so cool. I yeah. That a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna go on this one. Mm-hmm. See, they rubbed her belly for luck. You think they used to rub the baby belly for luck? But B, if you've made it up, is a very good answer. <laughs> I have made it up. It was C. They used to rub her belly for good luck. <laughs> I didn't make up B, though. They, the team did suggest that they that she should have called a baby Rocky, but she didn't go through with it in the end. <laughs> I do think that's pretty funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, one of the other suggestions was that she called the baby Jerry, so that it would be like a Jerry curl. It's a haircut. I don't get it. It's a haircut. Uh, Jerry okay. <laughs> they did, they didn't good. suggest call. They, they didn't suggest calling that house. <laughs> house. That's not a name, is it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is. Have you ever watched House? True. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> you, Laurie, you've done me again. <laughs> um, so the call that uh, Christy Moore got, um, she wasn't expecting to go to the Olympics, but she was called up as a late, repla- uh, late replacement, as I said. Um, she took a call on the phone saying, we'd like to offer you a spot on the team as an alternate. Um, and in response, she was like, oh, I'm pregnant. Is that going to be a problem? And to her surprise, there was no reservations from the team captain. And the quote was, uh, you're pregnant. You're not dead. Yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, those... I'm sure they could have thought of another like comparison. Another, but... <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you wouldn't try and call up somebody who was dead, would you? That, that's no, a bad you phone call. you're not a very good captain if you're like, oh, can, can Dave play? No, he's dead. Should, should we give him a ring anyway? Well, <laughs> see he's not he's pregnant, to. is he? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Dave? He looks like he is. <laughs> Final question. Question seven. You are four from six so far. You're doing very well. So you obviously know your pregnancies. Yeah, happy with that. Yeah. Question seven. Last question. Which of these records does German archer Cornelia Fall hold? Is it A, she was the only two-time pregnant Olympian? Is it B, she was the only person to win multiple medals in the same pregnancy? Or is it C, she shot the fastest arrow of all time? Which, which she shot whilst she was pregnant. Mm. Fastest arrow, most pregnant. <laughs> no, not most <laughs> pregnant. That was the other lady. <laughs> she was the only two-time pregnant Olympian. Two t- she was pregnant at two separate Olympics. So, yeah, most pregnant. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but that is not what most pregnantist means, <laughs> according to the definitions. <laughs> And what was the middle one? Uh, Only person to win multiple medals in the same pregnancy. Olympic medals, I should say. Mm. Oh, Uh, it could be any one of these. And that's why it's tricky. That's the game. Um, Fastest arrow. Would that, could it possibly be helped by being pregnant? Because it doesn't necessarily mean more accurate. No, 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 definitely not. In fact, probably you missed the board completely. More than likely. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was trying to think of there's any way that pregnancy would help. Do you get stronger when you're pregnant? I don't think so. I think generally your like tissues, connective tissues, are something that struggles in 
Um, yeah. You get like swelling of your feet and stuff, don't you, when you're pregnant? Uh, so a uh, firmer platform. True. That's true. A solid base. Yeah. <laughs> Got real big feet, haven't I? <laughs> 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 I attribute all my good archery to <laughs> big old feet. Um, most medals whilst in the same term. Uh, the only person to win multiple medals in the same pregnancy. Yeah, multiple same term. medals. Yep. Are there multiple archery events? Could you win? I I imagine so, aren't there? I should, I don't. I've never really watched archery at the Olympics to be honest. But there's there different, there's, there's different like, types of there's, bows different distances there's doubles maybe. doubles there's but yeah doubles, yeah there's probably there. team events isn't there yeah yeah so yeah i would imagine there's at least more than two or at least more than one because there'd be at least singles and team yeah I, i'd imagine there's different types of bows as well isn't there like different weights of bows and stuff but i don't think you'd you'd compete in two different bow categories would you oh as a single competitor you mean yeah don't know actually do you reckon it's a massively different skill shooting with different bows? Is it not just a different strength? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. You, would, you would think it'd be like weight classes in boxing. You wouldn't be able to do both. So, so being pregnant might have helped put at the yeah. top of the weight category. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> so you can handle a real big bow now. <laughs> you would think like pregnant, uh, pregnant belly would get in the way of archery as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Although it's more chest, isn't it? So you're probably all right. Like Big you... bow, though. Yeah. But also maybe able to rest your arm on it, on your belly. You're yeah. Like holding so arm. Steady. St- yeah, stability. It's like a tripod. Stability. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, being pregnant at the at several Olympics. Yes. She was pregnant at two separate Olympics. The only person to ever have done so. I'm going to go with that. Yeah? You think she was yeah. pregnant at two separate Olympics? And you're right. She was. She yes. was pregnant at the 2000 and the 2004 Olympics. In with the two- same baby. With the same raw, real big baby by 2004. <laughs> so in 2000, she was in the early stages of her pregnancy and managed to win bronze after having won silver nice. at the 1996 Olympics. Um, she was unexpectedly called up for the 2004 Olympics. Another one who was unexpectedly yeah. called up and was massively pregnant. So <laughs> she was seven months pregnant at the 2004. Not dead, no, definitely not dead. <laughs> so fine, do what you want. Uh, but she only got to the last 32, unfortunately, of the 2004 Olympics. Whether that was because of the seven-month pregnancy or the fact that she was maybe on the wane anyway, hard to tell. Yeah. Um, it was certainly late in her career. But still holds the record as the most Olympics to have been to whilst being pregnant most so, pregnant yeah she was close i imagine actually at the time she would also have held the most pregnant as well wouldn't she because yeah. that other lady was much later than that what was her name nurse suriani taibi she was in 2012 so yeah paul would have had loads of records at the time so you got five out of seven nice very good that's that. probably the best you've done on a quiz for a long time so well, I'm not dead. <laughs> yep, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> You're bringing new life into the world, and that's a beautiful thing. But sports can still be on the cards. Here's what to win when you're expecting.
for those of you that are interested or love our podcast and can't get enough of us, I mean, that's all of you, right? Obviously. Um, we have also been on a friend's podcast, haven't we? Uh, we have. Uh, this is Chris and Joe's yeah. podcast, The Rank Bank. The Rank Bank. Awful name. Good show. So... Um, if you fancy listening in and I would recommend it actually. I genuinely enjoy their show I don't listen to that many podcasts but theirs is one of the ones I actually do listen to it's very good um, it's all about ranking you put things in the list and then whoever's got the best list wins so you can hear me and Ben competing to who's got the best sports and Emma Emma came as well to who's got the Emma, best Emma did list. join and I thought we did a very good job representing yeah sports we did I, I think we did and I'm uh, I'm not going to tell you who wins because I, I was going to say who wins, but I'm not going <laughs> to. You've got to listen in. <laughs> so it will be released on the 12th of November, which is this Thursday coming up. Uh, the Rank Bank, you can find them on, I think, all podcast apps. That's usually where people find podcasts, isn't it? On podcast apps. That's where you can I, find them. Where else would you where should you find them in the street in bushes yeah. like old pornos that's what i assume people find podcasts uh, that, that's this is i go noodling for podcasts <laughs> uh, stick my hand in and wait for them to bite <laughs> <laughs>
and he has broken record for the most number of body modifications, including tattoos, uh. piercings, and subdermal implants. And it's horrific. Sub so under your skin. Yep. He's got like little horns on his head here. <laughs> it's horrific. I uh, uh, I can't. Does he say why? Because uh, he's a lunatic, clearly. I, no, he hasn't said why, but that's clearly the answer. Uh, <laughs> it's, such a noodle. <laughs> he's an absolute noodle. I'm not going to talk anymore about him because he's, he's just a massive <laughs> noodle. Um, there's a record broken this week, I think, uh, inspired by the Eddie Izzard bit of Covered in Bees. My father was a beekeeper before me. His father was a beekeeper before him. I want to walk in their footsteps. And their footsteps were like this. Ah! Ah! I'm covered in bees! Ah! Covered in bees! Because... <laughs> covered in bees! I'm covered in bees! <laughs> morning, morning, morning. <laughs> um, this is a record broken by a guy called Ran Liangming, a Chinese guy, who got covered with bees... So I could see him yep. like they were like pasting this stuff onto him to start with, which I assume is some sort of like maybe nectar or a pheromone or something yeah. to attract the bees. So the record is for the heaviest mantle of bees. So <laughs> the most amount of bees in weight stuck yeah. to you. How heavy do you reckon this mantle of bees is? I think it's is probably ridiculous. I'm going to say... It is. <laughs> Oh, well, what's ridiculous? Um, 60 kilograms, you're my almost, weight in bees. You are almost bang on. It's 63 kilograms, 140 pounds. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever That's seen. my weight in yeah, bees. It's it's nuts. So It's like from a horror film. Yeah. It genuinely, have you seen the episode, have you watched Rick and Morty? Yeah. Have you seen the episode where they're inside the guy's body and there's like... No, it's not the one they're inside the body. It's when they're the Legion of Doom or something. I can't remember what they're called. But the guy who's like a million bees. Yes, yeah. That, that's yeah. what it looks like. He's literally covered <laughs> in bees. You cannot see any skin whatsoever. It's just bee. It's it's properly scary, actually. It's quite terrifying. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about it. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's too weird. Too many bees. It's too many bees. So yeah, this is what I was going to say. They like so they're, they're sticking all this like pheromone and stuff on him. Yeah. And then I don't know how, but they've just got massive buckets of bees. <laughs> <laughs> they just literally just tip these buckets over his head. One more bucket of bees. <laughs> how have they got him in a bucket? <laughs> Fetch me the bucket. <laughs> However they got them in the bucket, surely they can get them onto the person the same way. You would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, but they choose Whatever not they to. to they chuck, just tip them. Just literally stand over him with them. It's like a bucket of water just tipping on top of him, but it's bees. Yeah. I don't know how many times he got stung, but it's not enough because he should have got stung more. Weird did guy. They, did they estimate how many bees there is? Like how much does one bee weigh? I, I don't know, but it's got to be... Well, how many grams can a bee Millions, weigh? Surely. It can't weigh more than 10 grams, can it, a bee? Surely. No. And it's 63 no. kilograms. Divide that by, what's that, 63,000 grams. So you're talking 6,300 bees. Yeah. 
It actually doesn't sound that many when you think about it. That doesn't sound like very many. That can't no, be right. It's going to be more they, than must, that. they must be weight. They must. Like, let me look. Two it up. grams a bee. Yeah. Two grams a bee. So you times that by five. So you're looking at thirty thousand bees. Even that doesn't seem like enough because he's literally a full. <laughs> no. body. It's not only his full body. Although actually, maybe the ones that are on the floor don't count because they're everywhere. Yeah. There's literally bees everywhere. Like they're covering the floor. <laughs> it's like coming out of Who like a wedding dress. Who tidies up the bees? <laughs> Who tidies Who up the bees the afterwards? Bees? <laughs> um, I'm gonna look. Who how, bees the bees? <laughs> how much does a bee weigh? Honeybees or bumblebees? Because uh, you, you could get there's a lot more room for honeybees. They certainly, yeah, they they weren't bumblebees. The bumblebees are big ones, aren't they? Yeah, no, it was yeah. uh, little ones, little tiny ones, as small as you can get, I think. Um, the average honeybee weighs one tenth of a gram. That sounds more like it. Yeah. So, now here we go. Yeah. So sixty-three. So that, you're looking at six hundred and thirty thousand. That sounds more. Yeah, yeah. That seems a lot more right. That means that's such a little amount of weight, isn't it? You think? Yeah. You can feel a bee land on you, can't you? You think you wouldn't feel it? You can feel it because it tickles, though, rather than. Yeah, maybe. There's no weight the to weight. it at all. Nonetheless, I mean, uh, speechless after that record. Was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Back onto more unusual things, or no, more usual things even. Um, did you see Paddy on Top Gear breaking the record? No, I have not seen this. Paddy McGuinness, Top Gear presenter, broke the record that we actually talked about not that long ago, uh, of the electric ice cream van. Fastest ever electric uh, ice cream yes. van. Yeah. Broke it at the same place that the last guy broke it. And went 80.43 miles an hour. Not not just 80.43 miles. That's a long way. <laughs> yeah, he went 80 miles an hour. Has it? he broken it? Oh, no. Can't <laughs> so he's a long way in bloody Dorchester, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> but yeah, he broke it going 80 miles an hour. Very impressive. But, I mean, it was for a TV show. So it's not as impressive as the last one, I don't think. No. I, I'm more impressed by the guy who did it before. He also, he had these, like, massive chunky tyres on it. Like, big like not even four by four, bigger than four by four tires like quad bike tires just massive right so i guess just so that it wouldn't tip over but yeah he, he was saying like it was tipping as he was driving it he <laughs> was fully strapped in so not one to try at home for sure uh, another one not to try at home was a record broken by a guy called john bream a former paratrooper nicknamed the flying fish do you want to guess what record he broke uh, catching fish <laughs> with his spare hands, <laughs> yeah. big old noodle, isn't it? No, this is a record broken for the third or the longest, longest in distance, um, jump or highest, let's call it highest jump without a parachute. Really, into so he did it into the sea or just off the Hampshire coast. Uh, do you want to guess how high he was? When he jumped, he jumped out of a helicopter into the water. A thousand feet. He was only 130 feet, which doesn't sound that high, does it? He's doesn't. Like 40 meters high. I mean, 40 meters, what's like, doesn't seem like it would be that high. And like, you think people jump off like bridges and stuff, don't they? Yeah. And not all of them die. So surely they're the record breakers and not him. Because surely bridges are bigger than 40 metres, like the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff. Or do, do anybody jump off that? And Probably survive? not that one. That one's massive. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they I do in films. Yeah, I'm not... 
I'm not very good at judging heights of things, but 40 meters doesn't sound very high. Um, doesn't. But I don't know. I guess to to break a record, you've got to be like adjudicated and everything. So I yeah. guess it's just the only non like suicidal person who has done it. That, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he so he broke the the record. Apparently, he was very briefly unconscious when he hit the water, but then quickly came back to consciousness they were using these like things to like flatten out the waves apparently because that it's the waves that do you if you what jump they, they were it's, like it... they were like blowing the bubbles to break the surface tension of the water so when you hit water from a height it like it acts basically like a solid ah uh, yes so yes, they were trying yes. to break the solidness of it um, by blowing these bubbles into it to break the meniscus on the yes, water. Yeah. Uh, apparently that helps. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I see that. I thought that was quite interesting. That was the only interesting thing I thought about it, really. It was just the technology that they used to do it. I wonder what would have happened. Still doesn't seem... Nah, I don't know. Doesn't seem like that far. So that's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Rubbish. Try <laughs> harder, John. <laughs> um, there was a record broken by a lady called Shamika Campbell this week, a Trinidadian limboer. Do you want to guess? Well, okay, I'll tell you. It was under a 12-inch limbo bar, which is a foot, 30 centimetres, about that tall. Very, very yeah. low is what is what it is. Uh, do you want to guess? So is, this is for the longest distance ever limboed under a 12-inch limbo bar. And it wasn't just Ooh. one. So they had multiple limbo bars set in a line. And, and you have to go under all... them all. Yeah. You have to stay yeah, under stay it limboed. the whole way. Yeah. Um, fifth, uh, 50 metres. seems long. <laughs> That's real long. <laughs> it was only three metres, 3.1 metres. But if you've ever seen... Like, <laughs> if you'd seen how she was doing it, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. So 12, when you're doing it under 12 inch, your body like on its side is pretty much 12 inches tall so yeah she's almost literally lying down with her like legs bent out sideways behind her yeah and she's like wiggling her feet like this like a sidewinder and that's what's yeah. moving her forward so she's just like wiggling her feet forwards it's incredibly weird to watch but very very how long, impressive how long did it take her to go three meters it took her a while yeah day <laughs> not not that long <laughs> Like minutes, only minutes, <laughs> but it is uh, an arduous process by the looks of it, and it must kill your quads yeah. and your calves, everything. It must kill everything basically because you're just holding <laughs> yourself there, and and oh yeah, it very impressive. It was done on like Chinese TV, and the other very weird thing about it was when they announced the record, the whole crowd literally stood up as one, and it was so creepy, like they. <laughs> They, they all stood up at exactly the same time. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a, a, a Chinese military thing or something like that, if there was just the military in there. But they, they literally did with military <laughs> precision of all of them just standing up at once. It's creepy as. Um, but that was... Were they going for another world record? <laughs> Possibly. Just most amount of people. standing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anyone was going to do it, it would be the Chinese. <laughs> it would, absolutely. Yeah. few more to go. The record broken this week by a guy called Terry Grant, and this one is super cool. I would recommend watching this one. Um, Terry Grant is a UK stunt driver, and he broke the record this week for the quickest wheel change on a moving car. 
<laughs> so he used like so is it, is he in the car that's moving so he was driving it to start with and yeah. he set it in a drift in like a circle drift like doing donuts yep and i guess jammed the accelerator and steering wheel on full lock and then got out of the side of the car and got his tools and starts going and like so he managed to put this like bar through the car so that it was like a pivot point and the car was just mm. donutting around the pivot point and so this one wheel was lifted up off the floor like a jack but it yeah. was still moving at the time it's it's incredibly impressive it's very impressive to watch um and then, yeah he just whips t- whips the toe off whips the next one on it took him do you want to guess how long it took him 25 seconds not that impressive. <laughs> he had to, I think it must have included the time to like jack the car up as well because that takes uh, quite okay. a lot of time. The actual yeah. wheel takeoff is not that f- slow, but uh, it took him three minutes and 10 seconds to go from, I guess, from literally getting out of the car and starting like undoing the what bolts to getting back in the car and driving it. So right. that's, that's not a bad effort. <laughs> It's also like that, is, that isn't the record that you would get if you were just changing a normal tire, is it? <laughs> you're not usually no. when you're changing a tire, you're not required to get in the car and drive it away as well. <laughs> uh, so very impressive and worth a watch. I'll post that on the website for that. And on to our favourite guy. There's only one more guy it could be. David, he broke two records this week. One which we'd expect him to break, and the other one we would expect him to break <laughs> not everyone would but we probably would <laughs> so the first record was he broke the record for quick blindfold juggling so this is a record mm. that he is well known for this is like his bread and butter really the blindfold juggle um, yeah he's he was breaking his own record it was a record that he'd already had um do you want to so i'm not going to tell you his last record do you want to guess how many he did in a minute how many juggles blindfolded um 240 you can almost double it it was 454 it's incredibly fast like eight catches a minute basically or eight catches a second even yeah it's insane the speed that he goes at um it's very impressive to watch him blind juggling i feel like i'm i've watched too much david now because i'm kind of (laughs) jaded to the stuff that he can do it's like blind juggling is super hard (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but he's he just makes it look so easy. It's frustrating. Um, yeah, it was his own record was broken. Uh, it was stood at four hundred twenty eight. Um, but this was this was the record that set him on the path to breaking all the records that he's broken. Right, because it wasn't the first one that he broke, but it was the first one that he failed at, and that was what sort of set him onto the grit mindset thing. Because he failed on yeah. live TV to do this one. Um, he went on the morning show or something, I don't know, like national TV and failed yeah. to break the record. And he was like, ah, oh. he showed, he shows Never the footage. Again. Yeah. He shows the footage in the thing. He's like, it could have gone one or two ways. And you read his book. He's like, I could have gone one or two ways. I could give up or I could develop grit and mindset and all this stuff. And like, that's what he's done. He's gone on to break over 150 different records. It could have gone a third way. You could have developed that mindset broken that one record and then left it there that's true yeah and he chose not to go that way (laughs) that's the really boring way and he didn't do that (laughs) and it's given us much fun and this next one is just as much fun um the other record that he broke was for pinging a ping pong ball off a wall the most number of times in a minute 
using only your mouth. So, so he has to catch it, mm-hmm. and then to catch it in his like, mouth. He has to catch it in his yeah. mouth. The catch and it, spit it, spit catch it, it, spit it. Yep, in it's horrific. Minute. In a minute, uh, thirty seconds. It was uh, twice. He just catches it once more. It's horrific. And that's more than watch. anybody's ever done. <laughs> the previous record was thirty-four before we did this. In thirty seconds. In thirty seconds, and he did forty-three. No. Yeah. What? It's, it's disgusting to watch. It actually made me feel quite sick to watch because does you, it? Can he? Does he ever catch it straight off, or does it always bounce for like bounce on the wall and then bounce on the table? Or no, does no. He it, catch it? It, it's only you'd no table. It's only straight off the wall into your mouth. <laughs> it's horrific. <laughs> like, how big is your mouth? I don't think I could even fit a ping pong ball in, let alone catch one. So I had to watch it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So he does that, mouth as wide open as possible, but also tongue as far down his mouth as possible, as far uh, uh, like out, so out. that it's hitting for grip. I guess so, and to enlarge the surface that it's going to go into your mouth. And he's like, and you can just. Oh. It makes me quite sick. Like it like, activates like my gag reflex. Yeah. Like a little chameleon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like a little, <laughs> a little frog trying to catch a fly. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's quite horrible, but it is quite impressive <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the noise he makes. <laughs> You've watched his videos before. Team of the week. Team of the week this week is Bridger Walker from Wyoming, USA, Mm -hmm. who stood between his sister and a dog that was about to attack her. Yeah. He's only six and his Mm -hmm. sister's four. Yeah. Um, So he stood between his sister and this dog and took a bite to the face. And it's rough, isn't it? Like, it's in the photos is... Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, as you would expect, I suppose, getting bitten by a dog is not uh it's not gonna be a nice thing, but he does no. he got bit on the face and like it all swells up and he had to have ninety stitches, I read. Yes. A yeah. Lot. yeah. So yeah, but he put the team on his back. <laughs> he did. He did. Good on him. And he Yeah. He said he said to his uh, I think he said to to his aunt, he said, yeah. if someone was going to get hurt, I want it to be me. Yeah. Rather, rather than his little sister. Yeah. True hero. Very brave. Crazy brave. Yeah. Um, so the WBC boxing yeah. people. The World Boxing Cartel, I think it is. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of them. <laughs> the West Bromwich Cartel. <laughs> How do you know what I meant? <laughs> the WBBC, West Bromwich Boxing Cartel. <laughs> Just boxers with like blue and white striped shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Tesco's carry bag shorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, the WBC, who... So that's the that's the belt that Tyson Fury has, is, I think. Yes. Yeah, he is the WBC world champion. They named Bridger honorary champion of the world yeah. and gave him a championship belt yeah it is absolutely awesome it's like a proper belt as well like yeah. like the actual belt that the boxers would wear it's got like muhammad ali stitched into it and stuff it's super cool that's awesome yeah i'm uh, very well deserved 
Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, is uh, very well deserved, as you say. And like, you see him like he's actually healing pretty well. Like, you see a picture of yeah. him now with his belt, and uh, he's he seems to be healing up pretty well, which is good. Um, he's sure to be scarred, but it's awesome, and but hopefully something he'll remember forever. Chicks dig scars. That's true, and they also dig boxing belts. So onto a winner, double winner. <laughs> Team of the week. Funny story this week mm. is Andre Villas Boas. Yeah, an and unknown. We've <laughs> heard of him for a while, have we? He's he's a nice no. nice little blast from the past. And that's because he's managing Marseille. Yeah. Um, you never hear about people who come second. <laughs> Especially not in France. <laughs> they come second by a massive distance. They are in the Champions League, mm-hmm. just about. Yeah, they scrapped their way in. They've played three, lost three, Yep. scored none, mm-hmm. conceded seven. They've been even worse than Man United, haven't they? That's how bad they've yeah. been. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even make it into their headlines. No. <laughs> They're so shit. And Andre thinks but, the same, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that he does. He summed it up very well. Um, he said, in order to be shit in the Champions League, you have to at least qualify for the Champions League. We did it, and we're being shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So good. <laughs> it's a classic. It's, <laughs> you so rarely hear a manager talk, call his team actual shit. Like, you'd think, in order to be shit in the Champions League, you have to at least qualify for the Champions League. I thought he was just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. You would hope so. Yeah, well, at least we've qualified. At least we've qualified, boys. <laughs> Uh, and we are shit so (laughs) hope that boosts morale yeah (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) I think it it should be the new thing now I think all managers should be that honest about their players where they're shit yeah well he he didn't he didn't just put it on the players he did say we that's true yeah the collective yeah the collective the royal we yeah including everyone including (laughs) himself the ball he's not boys. dropping them all in it. No, well, he is. But he's in there with them, isn't he? He's in the shit with them, yeah. trying to dig his he way out. He absolutely is. <laughs> he is certainly after that comment, anyway. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you want to find more of our episodes, you and can. Why f- wouldn't you? Well, everybody does. I mean, everyone, everyone I, in the world. I don't know how they found this one. <laughs> I don't know how anyone finds podcasts. To be honest, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> but you can find ours yes. on our website, which is uh, backseatcoaches.co.uk. You can. You can get involved with us on Facebook. We are Backseat Coaches Podcast on Facebook. We've got a little cheeky page. Or send us a tweet on Twitter at Backseat Coaches. Yeah. We do all kinds of fun stuff on Twitter. I posted a thing about wrestling robots the other day on Twitter. This little video of robots wrestling. So if you want to see that, go to Twitter. You, you get any retweets? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Podchaser, which is a good like podcast aggregator. They're pretty cool. Or 
iTunes. Yeah. And if you do it through iTunes, give us a little five star review. Anywhere you find us, give us five stars, please. If, please. If, if you see us in the street, just give us like five stars. I love. Oh, do you know? Like Milky Way stars. stars. No Milky Way stars. That's oh, what I want. Nice. So go and buy some and give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like trash pandas. See you, suckers. <laughs>